2: Um, hey, this is Matt Lesher. I play Eobar
3: Thawne on DC TV's The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, and you are listening to
4: Geek Vibes Live.
2: Hello, everyone out there. This is another episode of Geek Vibes Live, but this is actually our newest thing that we're doing called Geek TV. And uh, technically, this is our third episode, but... You know, We've got a lot of stuff to go over for you tonight, and of course, uh, we got Joel who's going to be hosting, and Juwan with us. Let me introduce Juwan first. Juwan, how are you doing, sir? How has your night been?
4: Uh, pretty good. I'm no really excited to talk some... Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> talk some. <laughs> I'm just <Ouch>. kidding, buddy. <laughs> and now, um... your amazing host, God, I was so nice. Woo! I it. Yeah. What's up, guys? What's up? Let's do it. Um, so yeah, so we had a real. Uh, it was our first real week of uh, DC, well not DC in general, but T, like comic book geeky TV shows. So this is like the the big part of it. So let's uh, let's start off at the beginning of the week. Let's go with Supergirl. We're gonna we're gonna start real quick. We're gonna get that out of the way. And you know I know these guys are dreading it, well, especially on one side, but um I'm <laughs> more one side than the other. But anyway, Supergirl this week was a pretty decent show. I'll say it. At least. It was okay. It was, probably, it was probably the weakest of the first episodes of the CW show, but I still enjoyed it for what it was. I try. I like. I know a lot of people had complaints over how it forced the political uh, jabbing a little too much in in the prior seasons, and I agree. I agree. It was a little too on the nose on certain issues, and they did a little bit of that in this this episode, but not as in your face. It was more in the background because Cat Grant now, with this season starting off, is uh, what is that? She was like the PR rep. For, like the president now, is that what it is? Press secretary, I, so. I think that was. I believe that's what she yep. that's her new job. So that's what she's doing now. So you see her in the background and and obviously at go they watch uh the all that extra stuff and it's a news place, so what what do you expect? So anyway, most of this episode is Kara dealing with the fact that Monel is gone and her kind of not being over it. And so she's kind of upset. And kind of avoiding being Kara and being more Supergirl than Kara, so she's just overworking herself as Supergirl, saving everyone to the point where she won't even stop and say hi to anybody or sign autographs. She's because she's so focused on just keeping herself busy and in her as Supergirl keeps it blocks everything else out. It seems like because when she's Kara, she kind of doesn't even want to do her job at some point because she has uh, uh, Jimmy has her doing. Uh, I think an interview with um Supergirl and she won't even interview herself which is uh really funny considering that she is Supergirl. But yeah she's been avoiding it and then this whole this whole business thing going on with the rich do you remember the guy uh the new rich guy that uh, they introduced Morgan
2: and Pierce, I,
3: I believe. I think it was Morgan Pierce, uh played by Adrian Pascal, I think his name is Oh, uh, look he, it up. he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in um Heroes uh, he was uh, the older brother, and he was also the voice of Iron Man for a while in the animated shows. Um, yeah, so he's in he's, he's Supergirl, and he was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He played General Talbot, I think it was. Anyway, he's been a really busy in the geek world, and now he's on Supergirl uh whatever his name is. But, yeah, apparently in this episode, and by the way, this is obviously a spoiler, he, he buys out the majority stock of CatCo, so he becomes pretty much the, the, the majority stockholder. So, I mean, he's the boss now. And obviously, they're Matt are not exactly exactly happy about it. What are they going to do about it? Um, there's also dealings with this um, alien tech, and and I think the, you know, the the new guy has people stealing stuff for him. And I'm not I'm not exactly sure why. I don't think was that ever made exactly clear. I forget exactly why he was stealing shit or having the other dude steal stuff for him with that that, that cloaking device, a spaceship, and all that.
2: I don't think we've I found his exactly. uh, evil plan yet. I don't think that that's been yeah established
3: I, I, yet. yeah they didn't really get into it too much yet but yeah that's basically what he's and he's behind the whole like the, the, the villain of the week this week was just some dude that steals stuff really no nobody big they did introduce a, a, a sneak peek at another character with powers this 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 mother of uh, of one I think she's probably a single mother then they never showed her with a man anyway uh, she she uh, saves her daughter after it gets attacked by that ship. And um, she, she saves her by, like, literally pulling the, the giant metal rod off of her. And so we figure out she has powers. And it looks like, if I'm correct, I think she becomes the main villain of the show. I just forget how or why. And I, I, they're obviously going to tell us. But that's another character they introduced. Uh, Alex is getting married. So there's going to be a giant lesbian wedding at some point, uh, possibly, between her and um, uh, what's her uh, her girlfriend's name? I forget. Uh, oh, my God. I forget his name right now, but, yeah, between the two of them. They're going to get married. At least they're, set, they're planning to get married. And there's just a lot going on. I don't want to spend too much time on Supergirl, but I thought it was a pretty decent episode. Uh, we got to see everybody back again. We get to see a little bit of Jimmy. We got to see a little bit of, of um, well, when. So, yeah, that wasn't bad. What did you think, uh, Dane? <laughs>
2: um. Honestly, I actually like this uh, first episode. Uh, my biggest problem with Supergirl has been they can't balance it. It's like they had a, like, the first season I felt, you know, and it's funny because I had Ally McBeal on it, but um, right, right. She's she was great. But uh, it came off kind of Gilmore Girls, like, we have to be a chick show. And it's like, I don't even think women wanted that to an extent. I think that you can have a strong woman and kind of like, you know, uh, do a show like Buffy or or, or Veronica Mars or many other shows that have been established, um, uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles, you know, with a, with a uh, strong female lead and, um, right. you know, action-based. And the second season, I liked it at first. I thought it had like a Men in Black type of aspect. I liked that their things were different aliens as opposed to, obviously, uh, you know, the different metahumans for Flash. Like, that was their concept. And I dug it a lot. The political stuff is just like, that became kind of their story. Like, you know, obviously they had an overarching story, but it was all metaphor. And I just don't like heavy-handed shit like that. Like this one, you know, yeah, uh, Morgan Edge, that's his name. I just thought of it the top of my head.
3: Um, Pretty cool, man. Morgan
2: Edge, <laughs> he obviously is kind of a Trumpish, But, uh, you know, if, if certain people didn't act like douche pricks in the first fucking place, people wouldn't have to make satirical characters based on him. So he's all supposed to be like Lex Luthor, obviously. You know, some type of concept like that. I, I like all the actors. That's my problem. I like all the characters they're based off of and I like the characters that the actors are portraying on the show. It's just a good story. So if that this season can finally figure out its niche, I'll give it props. It had good cinematography. Uh, Melissa Bonoist is a really good actress. I've liked her since I saw her in Whiplash uh, a couple of years before Supergirl came out. Uh, and they have a lot of good actors on the show that I followed a lot. So... You know, I like the setup for the season. Will it keep on going in a positive direction? I have no idea. Will they get too heavy-handed in, in their political, uh, you know, sterical nature of the show? I also have no idea. I'm just hoping for the best because I like the premise for the show. I really like uh, our buddy David uh, um, as, as Martian Manhunter. Um, David Harewood,
3: yeah. David Harewood, yeah.
2: Yeah, David Harewood as, uh, as Martian Manhunter. Yeah. I, li- I like a lot yeah. of the characters. Alex I really like. You know, And yeah. I think now, honestly, that the wedding, the double wedding, if that happens, it's going to be Flash. I'm hoping, at least, just so we don't have to fucking do this whole Felicity thing yet. Extend um, <laughs> it as long as you can. I think it's going to be Barry and Iris, and it's going to be the two of them, uh, Alex and, and her girlfriend. Um, and I think that would kind That'd of be, be cool, different. like if they are happening at the same time, two different Earths, and that's kind of how they parallel it. I don't know. But I liked that's it, pretty and I hope cool. it stays like this. And just kind of incorporate more of, like, the female... Like, I love this sh- episode because it was, like, she was dealing with loss, and she was dealing with the fact that of trying to balance Supergirl and, and, and herself. And every superhero mm-hmm. does this. The only one that completely, con- you know, makes himself the other one, you know, is Batman. He is actually Batman. Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne is, like, you know, his his uh, his alter ego, if you will. And I really like mm-hmm. they got in her head with that, and she did a good job acting of it. So... You know, I, I think that that's all the praise I can give it. Uh, it's definitely, I think, the weakest to me out of all of them so far because I loved all the other ones. So we'll see how it mm-hmm. goes. And I hope that Tyler Hoechlin comes on as Superman soon. I definitely Yeah, I, I can't imagine
3: that he won't. He has to show up at some point. I do like where it's going so far, but we'll see. I mean, it's so early. They could obviously go all in at some point, but... Hopefully they don't. And I'm really I like it. we were talking about last week. I, I like where it's gonna go. I can't really I can't wait to see how they they implement the Legion Superior at some point. Because I knew it was gonna happen. It's just amazing. oh yeah. So that's really that's all I'm really waiting for. <laughs> so that's where I Legion
2: yeah. Superior is gonna um, be awesome.
3: I know. I'm so excited. The Legion. If they don't fuck it we up. saw the Legion ring. Right. The when we saw the Legion ring in season two, of Flash, I was like,
2: ah, you know they're coming. It's just when and where. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and I'm never well, really did, they, did they thing, establish? So. Didn't they establish recently the news that the Legion was going to play a part in the season? Is that what you're saying? Or yeah, are you yeah, saying yeah. based on that? No, that they, can't... Hell yeah,
3: yeah, because uh, they they casted Saturn Girl, and that's a that's a Legion character. That's right. <laughs> All right, and and Monel is a big part of the Legion back in the comic book days too. So there's a lot of that. So I, I was expecting it, and we'll probably get it at some point this year. Uh, uh, Jawan, did you have anything that you want to say about Supergirl before we move on? No. Okay, cool. That's all you know what? No is better than uh, anything else you had in mind. So I don't know if you had other things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Let's move on to The Flash, The Flash is the next show on the, on the docket. So we got... <laughs> <the Flash. laughs> yeah, exactly. All that n n s stuff. So it was. I thought it was a very good episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was. In, it was different. Obviously, it starts out with uh, um, Barrett, not Barry, Wally, Wally, and, and Cisco, uh, teaming up together to stop uh, Peekaboo. Uh, I forget her name. Um, uh, I forget her name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the one that Peek teleports uh, the villain that tele. It is Peekaboo, right? Yeah. So the one that teleports it's, it's the and something. Like well, they, they they band together to, to stop her. And from doing whatever, it was really just to, to show off the the, the CGI and, and reintroduce us to the characters again. So Wally's obviously the main uh, superhero of the Central City right now. We got a little help from Cisco. They started off like that, um, but it, their little get-together gets stopped by the Samuroid. At least that's what the <laughs> I think I that that's what Cisco was calling him, Samuroid half android, half samurai, yeah. which is a very odd character, because he's just like a he just looks like a straight-up samurai. There's no other really type of look to him. He looks like a samurai, and we really don't know anything about him, other than the fact that he has like this the sword, he puts it down, and, and it creates shockwave. It's weird. It's a really weird character, but we got to see a samurai. So, okay, cool. A samurai. So he threatens that if he doesn't get the Flash, um, because he obviously realized that, while wow, he's not the Flash. He's the Kid Flash, and obviously Wally took offense to that was like I'm a Flash, but obviously he's he's looking for Barry, but there is no Barry. So what do they do? So what happens is after that little thing goes on, Cisco decides, hey, we should we should go take out Barry. Iris has really been working as uh, the home base for everybody while uh, Team Flash goes out there without the Flash and do and then do their thing. And uh, they had they butt heads over what should happen because she's so emotional over it and she doesn't know if Barry's gone, gone, and doesn't want to take any chances. And I know she's trying to move on, but she's kind of fighting it. And now um, Joe's uh, going to have his girl move in at some point. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things going on relationship-wise there. And You know, Iris is kind of – she's been down. So she was down a little bit. Um, Cisco goes try to recruit Caitlin, who is not in her uh, uh, Kayla Foss, uh, uh look. She's uh, working at a bar now. Goes from scientist to bartender. Okay, you know, shit happens. Not going to do anything. Um, working for at a bar with at some bar, I guess uh, it doesn't seem like it's a good bar. So she's working there. She and he kind of talks her into it, so she goes. She helps them out. They create this weird thing, and they 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 kind of they don't break them out right away, but they open up the door enough so that Barry eventually does escape the the Speed Force. Ends up, I forgot where in West Bubba somewhere. They find him, They bring him back to Central City, and he's kind of nuts. So Barry's going a little crazy and twisted, and it's kind of like a uh, beautiful mind type of thing going on there, Him writing on the wall, and he's a little crazy, and he's kind of crazy the whole episode to the very end, where love conquers all, and eventually uh, her, his thing with Iris goes on, and uh, Iris uh, decides to give herself to the samurai, because she knows she feels like, if I do this, this will pull Barry out of his little funk that he's in. And it kind of does. They don't explain it. I feel like they will eventually. But it kind of goes from, like, zero to hero real quick uh, in that moment. And, obviously, during in, in between all that, uh, Cisco tells Barry that he did create a new suit for him. And on his way out of that little stuff, uh, because they kept him in, the, in the, the jail for the time being. And um, hold on, hold on. Um, hold on. The jail... He gets out of the jail, he runs out, and he he takes the costume and runs all the way out, all the way to um, the wind tunnel place and then saves him there and the whole costume. Hold on. Yeah, so. All right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had a little interruption right now. (laughs) But anyway, real quick before I go nuts, Uh, the the whole uh, wind turbine place, Flash saves Iris, basically, is what happened. They find out the Samurai is actually an android. That's why they call him Samurai, and uh, go on and so forth. So that's what happened on the Flash. I fucking love the episode, mainly because that costume is beautiful. It was a beautiful costume, and I got to see it in action, even if it was for like 10 minutes or whatever time that we had Barry's back to normal. We don't know how exactly. And, again, I thought it was a good episode. So what did you guys think? Joanne?
4: Um, I personally love that episode. We forgot the uh the biggest point from that episode was the thinker. We got to see the thinker. um we see what he looks like. Uh, I hope they kind of progress his look as the season goes, kind of like they did for Wally's costume. Um, I love this episode. I wouldn't say love. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I need them in the next episode to kind of explain. How Barry just kind of snapped out of that trance. Um, I, I don't like when things are that convenient, and that was overly convenient. Um, but I did like how strong Iris was trying to be for Barry. Um, and I liked, uh, I did enjoy the new suit also. Uh, Caitlin being able to somewhat control her powers is pretty cool. Um, and she's now back part of the team, so that's definitely a fun dynamic uh, that she's back. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed the uh, this episode, Dane. What are your thoughts?
2: Um, I'm actually going to be a little bit down on this episode from you guys. Uh, I thought it was uh, it was the second best. I, I thought Arrow had the best episode out of the four for season premieres this week. Um, I still honestly do think that Flash is second, but that's because Legends Tomorrow. I don't really have you know. It's it's fun, but it's a little bit different. It was goofy, but you know nothing that great. And Supergirl gets black for me more so because of just the progression of the show. When it comes to an episode, this one had a lot of fucking plot holes. Uh, stuff that I didn't understand. Um, I mean, as long as they explain, you know, how Iris doing that would cause Barry to go out of his whole entire zone, or how they conveniently were able to help him. Like, I know that he had been working on it, but a lot of stuff, I think convenience is the, the, the uh, concept of the episode. Uh, The acting was not bad at all, actually, across the board, especially from Candace Patton, you know, good acting all around. Um, I just thought that some of the choices were a little bit weird and bizarre, honestly. Uh, But, you know, I'm sure it's going to be fine. It's just like they were like, we got to, like, stop this whole dark berry period, and now he's fine. As long as we find out... How he was able to get out of his whole thing and this is going to like actually have to do with the season and there's going to be collateral damage, if you will, with him. I don't have a problem with that as much. But as far as setting it up, they have a lot of like stuff that's was very convenient, like I said. Um, still think it's going to be uh, a great episode. And I love how Barry, apparently, when they pulled him out of the Speed Force, had time to join the Wyatt family. Um, from all that <laughs> rambling, he sounded like Bray Wyatt, especially with his crappy uh, beard and everything. But... Um, yeah, it's, it's it's not like I hated the episode. I just thought, I was like, some of the stuff I was like, I, I was rolling my eyes a lot. I think it's a problem. It's still fun. I'm sure it's going to be great. And I want to take a turn from the dark to more of the light and fun, lighthearted nature of that character, of of, of the Flash. But, yeah, I, I would lie if I didn't say I didn't have problems with it.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I don't disagree. I I told you. Most of my delight with that episode was seeing the costume in action. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, that gave me so many bonus points. Costume. The, it, it was amazing. So I was very excited about that. So the, for that reason alone, I liked it probably more than it probably I should have. But honestly, you're right. There's a lot of plot holes. And I mentioned it earlier. I'm like, they don't explain a lot. And I do feel they're just going to wait to explain it later. So they're just not telling us right now. They're going to tell us eventually. And they just decided not to tell us that episode. I'm fine with that because it's a 22 episode fucking season, so they have all the time in the world to explain all the little, you know, little potholes that they have. Um, but Whoa, I was oh, and right, there was a lot. Mm-hmm.
2: I was going to say Go the. Uh, I also wanted to mention because I just remembered him. The Thinker, though, I think is going to be a very cool villain. I like that we're getting oh, yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. that's more of like a brainiac almost concept, if you will. Like he's controlling, you know. And I, I would theme all the robots. Of, uh, the, to look exactly like X-Men villains Like this one with Silver Samurai They can have a friggin' saber tooth ripoff Called Shark Tooth in different colors and shit Whatever they want to do right. But I love the character the, 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 That was a joke But uh, this is actually something A villain I'm looking forward to Because like I said And like we've said I'm sick of speedsters But sorry about that
3: No, you're right No, no, no Yo, Thank you for bringing it up Because I completely forgot about the thinker And he looks pretty damn cool It was a little intimidating I'm not gonna lie I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? pretty cool looking. It kind of gives you a new vibe plus a, a more classic a thinker look from the comic books. Because all I know about the thinker is the way he looks in the comics. That's all I know about him. And he looks similar to what I remember, so that's that's pretty cool. I do like the way he looks. Uh, I can't wait to see what else he does, because obviously that samurai is his. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what way they go with it. Anyway, uh, moving on from the Flash. Um, let's go to Legends of Tomorrow. Now, again, that's a show that's um, – it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a very good show, but it's a very lighthearted show. Anyway, the show starts off uh, where, they, where they ended. They were back in the, – I think they ended up in Los Angeles, and there's dinosaurs walking around and shit, and that's kind of where it starts. It starts there. And I figured they'd spend more time in that, that, that aspect of it, but no. Uh, Rip Hunter comes out of nowhere – with his new squad called, I think, the Time Bureau, I think he was calling them. And um, he was saving time. Because I, I don't even know what the Legends did for dinosaurs to show up in the middle of Los Angeles, but they did it. And uh, they, they saved time. So what happened was we find out that Rip Hunter, in the time that he was away, even though it was five minutes, and it, but he said it was like five years, he developed the Time Bureau, and, and he says that the Legends can go home now. And that's literally how it starts. So it jumps to like, I think, six months later, or something like that or five or like that. That happens and everybody's back to where back to normal. Everyone's back in their own timeline. Even um Vixen went back to nineteen forty two and I guess they had a little bit of a split between her and uh Nick. Um that's his name, right? Nick? Is it Nick or Nathan? Nate Nate, as Nate. Nathan Haywood. Um so he's back. He's he's superheroing. You get to see Nate uh as uh, Citizen Steel or Steel, I think he just called himself Steel, But uh the reference I I, refer, I talked I talked to uh, uh, Jawan the other day about it. If you pay attention in the Flash episode, during the, the, the moment where the, the TV was on um, and I forgot who was playing in the background, Wally mentioned that there was another. There are other superheroes in Central City, and he, in my opinion, was referencing Steel because you see Wally West Kid Flash in Legends of Tomorrow in the scene with him um, saving or whatever beating up the criminals or whatever it was. Anyway, that happens. That's what he's doing. And you have the Adam, him, Um, Ray Palmer is working at, I'm not really sure, some type of tech company. Uh, he's no longer, obviously he lost his money because Felicity made him bankrupt. So I wonder if he still has any type of anger about that considering now he doesn't have his company anymore. But whatever. He probably has money somewhere. stored. he's working at some tech company. And then you have, Sarah, I think she was working at some it looked like Bed Bath and Beyond. She was hating it. I loved it. It was funny watching her uh, try to work in a normal place. And then you have oh, who else was uh who on, oh um you have Mick um as Heat Wave um doing his thing on the beach. I think he was in Aruba. He was in Aruba and he was sitting out and then out of nowhere, I think it was Caesar. Was it Caesar? I think it was Caesar. Caesar shows up yeah, out Julie of nowhere. That's, uh, it it was definitely Caesar. Caesar shows up out of nowhere in English <laughs> to to make and starts talking English and and he's out of nowhere. So that's where really everything starts off. So they go meet the time bureau. They get it with, get in it and they tell them that they they have they want to get back together so they can put time or whatever happened with with Caesar and put him back to where he was. And they're like, oh, we don't know what you're talking about because it didn't come up on our on our, our blip or whatever the hell it is. And they do. Uh, they are obviously butting heads, but they they talk Rip into it, and so Rip lets them take the ship and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if he let him take the ship. They just took the ship. I believe that's what happened. They took the ship, and um, they go do what they got to do. Um, they do, for the most part, they do. They run into them, um, they find, and there's a little bit of a mix-up. That's really needed here or there. So anyway, at the end of it, for the most part, they – they bring Caesar back, but they fuck up anyway. Because what happens is uh, Nate fucking left his book. He didn't leave his book. Caesar, they swipe the book off of him. They go back. Caesar goes back, and, oh, they didn't fix time like they originally planned. So they messed up again. Uh, and then so the Time Bureau and the Legends have to uh, team up to fix everything again. So what happens is they do what they got to do, and they eventually do fix everything but obviously, they're fucked up, and they're having they're, him and Rip are having issues. And, I mean, I mean them and Rip are having issues. And Rip, is, Rip literally is like ripping on them, which is, I know, a little bit of a pun, but it is what it is. And that's really how that episode went. And then, of course, it ends with Vixen and, and what happened there. So, yeah, Legends was just good. Uh, what did you guys think of it? Uh, Dane. Well, so Dane.
2: If, if, if you ask me, um, I, I, I want to say that. I said about three times in this episode, I love Sarah Lance. Like, she is such a badass. Um, I, I, not only that, but I think that Katie Lotz has gotten really good as an actress over the time, and she's one of the strongest action ones on the show, to me. I even like her sometimes better than Brandon Rout, and I've, I've been watching him in movies since Superman Returns. So that's a while. Um, also, I think they screwed up a little bit. And it's, not, it's minor, but it's more for like us geeks. If you're going to have him in Central City, crime fighting, we all know, I think it's a different Steel, but who gives a crap at this point? Why not have Steel with Vibe? Like, in the comics, they were best friends, you know, in in Justice League when they were in Detroit and everything. And it just seemed like it would have been a perfect setup, but instead they want Wally, which is fine. But I'm just saying, like, I would have really geeked out if I saw the two of them on screen together, like, acting like they're buddies and they they work together. That would have been a little bit cool. Um... I get it. I'm glad that we're getting. I'm glad we're getting John Constantine at some point this season. I think that he's going to be a cool yes. interaction. It's it's yeah. fine if it's one episode, um, but you know, I, I would like it to set up for 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 later. I would love them to flip out some characters at some point, like we've talked about. Obviously, the two guys from the Rose Gallery, which we don't know what happened to Captain Cold at this point, but um, him and Heatwave to go back, replace some stuff. I would love. You know, they have they have Jonah Hex to play with. They have the Hawks to play with. I know it's like playing with uh, a lot of these actors' schedules, but I'm sure that, you know, if you did it now, you could get kind of lined up so it's not the same cast every time. But I do love these characters. Um, the last thing I want to say is, you know, excuse my French, and I, I speak fluently in French apparently, but fuck Rip Hunter. Guy's a douchebag. Uh, first season. Puts all these people into jeopardy to save his damn... T- you know, children and wife, and that's his whole entire goal. And doesn't matter if they almost get killed in every friggin' episode. Second season, he takes away all their confidence altogether, and then basically abandons them. And then gets lost in time, doesn't remember who the hell he is. And by the time he gets back, tells Sarah that he trusts her as a leader, and she's in charge. And we see the fallout of that because now he actually has an agency, and basically they're teaching kids not to act like them. Is what is at least the reference I was getting. And the whole agency thinks of them as a joke. So. Uh, I think he's. A, I've always. I, I think the actor's doing a great job, obviously, with the character. Uh, I forgot the actor's name, but he played Rory on um, on Doctor Who. But he's right. he's he's easy to dislike because I think that he's kind of a a cunt. So I don't normally say that word, but he's he he is one. That's all I gotta say.
3: Uh, I totally understand, Jawan. What did you feel about the legend? Uh,
4: I kind <clears> of <throat> go with. Uh, what Dane was saying, uh I thought it was a pretty good episode um I wasn't a huge fan of of their uh their season premiere I, I don't know what it is about legends, but it's like certain things that um that interest me about that show, so I'm not gonna say I'm not a fan of it. I'm definitely a fan um I'm just curious to see how everything plays out with Firestorm now that we know the uh yeah. is it Victor Garber is it victor yeah, Garber yes yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah time, he yeah. he'll be leaving. He'll be leaving the show after this season, which makes perfect I sense. I know. So
3: upset. Um
4: it'll it'll be interesting to see who they team up with uh mm-hmm. is it no. Shit, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Jack
3: on the show? Who
4: they team Jack, up with? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Jack. Who they team up with Jack's going forward? Um
2: Vixen. did not they bring Jason uh, back?
4: I would love for them to. Yeah. Even if they recast, I'll
3: take it. Because you know? he was in the
2: first season yeah, of Flash. I'll take that too. Uh, Victor Garber met him before Robbie, and then they never ever went back right. to Jason Rush. So I, I, I feel like he brought two, because I don't. I think Robbie O'Mel's on another show, so I don't think he can play Ronnie. But I think that if they brought Jason and he was the brains, while Jax was the the uh, the, I think that'd be really cool. Sorry for cutting you off, John. You no, brain you're work. fine. You're
4: you're fine. Um, Vixen also. Was the biggest thing for me in this episode. I thought when she touched her um, her necklace, she had the power of an animal. I didn't know that she could send out animals uh, to to do her bidding. So that was that that is a new one, honestly. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) what I was going to say. I didn't think that was how that worked. Um, But hey, I'm not going to complain. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I'm now wondering why she didn't do that more in the comics or in the you animated know. show. Um, that's, it's kind of pretty cool. It's just unexpected because if the necklace is yeah. supposed to grant her the powers of that animal, doesn't make sense yeah. that she could like now send out the animal because then you start thinking, then well, why fight at all? Just send out the animal to do the, <laughs> to do the dirty work for you. But that's a different story for a different day. Uh, that really impressed me a lot.
0: I love mm-hmm. the guy who
4: plays Steel. I love the guy who plays Steel. He's definitely my favorite uh, member of that team. Um, but like I said, I really mm-hmm. did enjoy the uh, the episode. It wasn't a bad one. It's just legends to me sometimes has hits and misses. And this kind of was a miss for me personally. But I am looking forward to the season going forward. Uh,
3: yeah, I, I, I agree with that too. It wasn't the strongest episode. It was an okay premiere. I, I just I was just happy to see them all. They just you know what they have such good chemistry. You can you can like live with some of the weak points of the show just because they're just so good together most of the time. That's usually how it is for me. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We could just move on from uh, Legends of Tomorrow and we can go on to the most anticipated show of all time. Nothing. <laughs> Arrow. Yeah. Arrow came back this week, guys, and. Man, I have to say it was the strongest of all the returning shows. Uh, and and just, it just, it's, it's keeping up with what it did last year. Arrow had a strong comeback. Um, and, yeah, we got to see some res- results of the great island explosion-ish thing that we thought we were going to see a lot of deaths. Well, some of us were, were hoping for more deaths than that. Uh, I honestly didn't want to see too many people die because, you know, that's kind of mean. And guess what? If you I mean spoilers guys spoilers whoever, uh, Look, if you're listening you have to know that we're going to be talking spoilers. No one really died. <laughs> like if you, if you if you really watched it no one really died except for baby mama which I forget her name. Samantha was it? I think it was Samantha. It was um, Samantha. We find it was Lois? Uh, she no Lois I think it was Samantha. I think I think it was Samantha. Um she <laughs> dies uh, obviously, obviously leaving Ollie. It makes sense leaving Ollie uh solely responsible for his son now um who and now he's a daddy and he's a daddy and i and look it's going to be very interesting to see ali's dynamic with now being a father full-time instead of being a father uh never of the time only on weekends not even that because his son was really in hiding (laughs) he didn't even know that was his son and shit like that so this is going to be a whole new different side of ali so now he has to be a daddy and Understand how what goes into that, and I, that's gonna. I, I'm actually interested in seeing how he pulls that off, considering he's never really had to deal with that so upfront until recently. Um, the only the other casualty technically is Thea. Thea we thought died, and then we find out that she's really just in a coma. Uh, and that that just means that they're not gonna use. They're only gonna use it once in a while. That's really what it means. This is gonna be out for the first season, half of the season, second half. She'll probably wake up for, for some. Uh, probably when Roy shows up again. Who knows? Uh, So that's kind of where I got with that. Everybody else is back. We do find out that um, uh, Laurel, Laurel the Black Siren, uh, they thought she died, but she did not die. And we find out Lance saves uh, Dinah from getting her her throat slit by the new Laurel, who doesn't seem like going to be an anti-hero at all. She looks like she's going to be a straight-up bitch, evil bitch, death. They kill everyone. that's just, seen, that's just that's, I'm, that's the vibe I'm getting from Black Siren. If you guys got a different vibe from her, uh, I can understand maybe, but she just seems like she's going to be very cutthroat. I don't know. That's just kind of the vibe I was getting from Black Siren. She looks like she's not giving no fucks, considering she, she went out of her way to go kill her father, or Earth Two father, technically. Uh, Lance um, Lance. yeah, Lance. <laughs> and that happened. So they went at, that's really what happened with the show. Most of the show was them chasing ball the black siren because she was uh, she wants to go after Lane. So but in that we got to see um Black Canary's new costume which looks pretty badass. We got to see Big O again who's having issues with his uh shot because he injured himself during the in the on the island, I'm sorry. And I guess he hadn't told anybody. Cuz why wouldn't you tell anybody? But whatever. Um we got to see Wild Dog's new costume. He looks pretty damn badass. I like the way he looks. Um he this is terrific again who didn't really get an upgrade a uh, costume wise, but he, he looks like he's just being and he hasn't really changed much, honestly. And I, I don't really know what they if they updated anything since last season. So maybe progressively we'll see something. Um they've alluded. They haven't officially mentioned it, but it just it does look if you watch the episode that Lowell not Lowell, I'm sorry, Felicity and Ali are kinda back together. Again, they yeah. never actually meant. I know, I know, they never actually mention it. But from what I gather, I don't know if you got the same vibes that I did. They kind of seem like they're fading again. I don't know for sure. That's the kind of the vibe I was getting, considering that, all, I don't know, there are a lot of, uh, did you want to call me? Are you going to call me? And stuff like that, you know. That's the vibe I was getting. Um, yeah, I really liked the whole Black Canary versus Black Siren fight. So I've been looking forward to that for a while. So I, I would, I would that lived up to, to what I expected, and they came out in the first episode, so that was pretty cool. We got to see Deathstroke, and who's not a bad guy really anymore? I guess. Um, I guess Deathstroke is going to be more anti-hero than anything. He got to see. Apparently, he did go visit his son Joe. Uh, That's all they touched. Maybe we'll we'll know more. Uh, They did cast the guy, I mean his son. So I guess they will touch on it again later in the season. But uh, yeah, it looks like Deathstroke isn't really a villain anymore. I guess technically, in this, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's right now. He doesn't look like a bad guy. Um what else? What else happened to this episode? Uh oh yeah, it's the ending. Uh it's, it's the way it ends is spoilers, people, um, there's a picture of Ollie on the news, uh, without his head and his mask on, uh, and he's been exposed as the Green arrow and that's kinda how the fucking episode starts. That is the how that's how you start a show. Like, holy crap, now where do you go? Where do you go from here? Dane, where does the show go from
2: here? Well, what they're going to do is they're going to go to Earth-3 or wherever the frig uh, Martian Manhunter is and bring him over. And then he's going to do what he's done for Supergirl and Superman in the past. No, I'm just kidding. I hope if they do that, I will shoot someone. Um, and they better not try to – just don't turn it around. Just embrace it. You know what I'm saying? Like When that happened, I was like, holy shit, that's some balls. The only thing that will make me just get completely frustrated and pissed off if they reverse it really quickly. Like, no, just go for it. In the comics, and I, I sound like this guy, in the comics, Oliver does get exposed, and he finally just becomes a hero uh, that everyone knows who he is, and that's, that's, just, that's just normal. He's not like, he doesn't have a mask anymore. Now, later on in the comics, he becomes mayor, but I like how he's now mayor, and everyone's going to find out his secret. He's been trying to hide it for years. It's something different. It happens to Daredevil, and I hope that they address that in the comics uh, within the TV show as well. But it's a, it, it's, it's a different aspect to a show about a vigilante, and it completely brings a new dynamic to it. Um, outside of that, though, we'll go to the beginning of the episode. I thought it was good. You're right. Not, not, not a lot of uh, stakes. We don't know what happened to Artemis. She was locked up, I believe, in the uh, one of the places, but they never really touched upon that. So I guess she's dead. I don't know. I remember Oliver saying that she, he would go back for her, but he never got a chance to in the uh, last episode. So I don't know what happened with that. Uh, Baby Mama died. Thea's in a coma. You're probably right. They'll probably have a sleeping beauty moment, and Roy will bring her back to life, and whatever. I don't really care. I really hope that the vigilante ends up being Roy Harper. That would be kind of a cool twist. Uh, You know, uh, that that would be different. That
3: would be interesting. The
2: villain, the villain himself, I don't know what they're doing with this villain at all. Um, I know that we haven't met. Uh, you know, Richard Dragon, that'll probably be coming out later on. And I'm assuming that everything's associated with him leading everything. My thing is my, my biggest plot hole that I want to find out what happened is how did Laurel all of a sudden, you know, get shot by Lance and then come alive from who I'm assuming is him. You know, that, that that they haven't really explained that. I like everyone having problems due to stuff. Diggle, obviously, uh, you know, like you said, he's, he got something happened to him uh, throughout the thing. Man, I really hope that him and Dinah don't end up being together, and I really hope that Oliver and Felicity don't end up together. They have a perfect chance to make Felicity and keep her as a badass character, and they kind of had that progression last season. What's the point of just doing it when no one wants it? No one. And then you bring in Dinah the same season, and now you're going to probably get Diggle away from, you know, Lila and and have her. No, just come on. That soap opera bullshit really pisses me off. It's it's not needed it kind of taints the storyline a little bit. and makes it look not as 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 you know, I don't know. It makes it look like a CW show basically. I'll just say that. Um, but everything I love this this episode was amazing. The cinematography was great. Uh, just just a good episode altogether. That ending was awesome. And Steven Amell has become, I think, a pretty damn good actor. I would say throughout the last couple seasons. All the stuff like I heard people complaining on social media about all the stuff with him and William. I found it compelling. I found it really, like, sad. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I liked it. I-, I thought it was a good aspect of it. And I love seeing Destro come back. And I-, I hope that we do get, like, kind of like a more redeemed Slade who's trying to make up for stuff, kind of like he was getting at with Oliver in the last episode of last season. Because in the movies, we can have the psychotic Slade. I like these parallels, just like we can have in the movies an Oliver Queen that's more jokey and stuff like that compared to this one who's more serious. So... Right. All in all, this was the best out of the four of them, for sure. And I love what they're doing. And, you know, just as long as they explain that, that little Laurel thing of why she got up, and I'll be fine. But I'm sure they are.
3: Yeah, yeah. That was that one thing that stood out to me, too. Like, that was really – and it was really cool. I think it just did it for time constraints because I'm like, they really didn't go into much detail. Like she just woke up, <laughs> and then this dude just showed up out of nowhere. Specifically for her, they didn't really explain that either. Anyway, Joanne, what did you think about
0: Arrow?
4: Uh, love the show. Showed Again why uh after last season is the number one show uh for superhero T V shows and again I know Dane does, but I do not count Netflix as T V. Um love the episode. <laughs> That's weird, love okay. the episode. <laughs> um I thought Thea was gonna die. Um I knew she didn't by Oliver's tone as the episode started. He didn't seem he didn't seem uh destroyed enough. So he seemed as though Struck. everyone that... Right, distraught. He seemed as though everyone that he really cared about made it off the island. So it didn't seem like he actually went through that much loss. So really I immediately didn't. was like, huh? <laughs> Say it again?
3: He really didn't. You're right.
4: He didn't, right, yeah. So that's why I was like, ah, I see somewhere. She's somewhere. I thought she was going to... The, the coma shocked me. I thought it was going to be uh, you know, she'd walk in his office and business back to back to usual. Um, so, you know, the coma was kind of a different way to take it. Uh, I agree with Dane. She's most definitely going to be in the coma for a majority of the season, probably wake up around the uh, uh, the mid-season finale. Um, it's probably mm-hmm. when she'll wake up. That'll probably be when Roy comes. And then we'll go into that second arc where Roy's back, C is up, and then we'll kind of dig into that. Um what was I going to say? Diggle kind of shocks me. I don't – him having been through war and everything like that, it's kind of unique to see him uh, that gunshot. So it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see exactly what happened from the island. We saw it was due to the explosion. Something flew and hit him. So I don't know if that's yeah. kind of making him shaky because um, it's still lingering, like it's still bothering him, uh, even though it's five months, uh, five months out. Um, so that's interesting to see. Uh, one thing I didn't like was if that's what Lance did to protect um, uh, Black Canary.
3: Dinah.
4: I don't see what. Yeah, Dinah. Thank you. I, for the life of me, couldn't figure that. Out, so I remember that name? <laughs> it happened, it happened. I don't know why. I don't know why they decided to hide it. It wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, I thought they were going to say something like they have Black. You know, they're working with Black Siren because you know it's it's like his daughter. W- I thought they were going to go some weird, weird route with it. But if you're telling me all you did was shooter to protect someone that you care about, I kind of don't get how that was like a huge thing you had to hide from Oliver and them. So I'm hoping there's more yeah. to that story. Um, because if, if that's it, I hated that. I, I really did. Uh, that that could have been done a lot better. Um, another thing, you're not slick, Arrow. You promised us no more flashbacks. And you thought it'd be, you know, it was getting away from flashbacks by having <laughs> the uh, the aftermath of the explosion be your your flashbacks. No, we meant no more flashbacks. Period. We're tired of going back. Just stop it. I'll, um, but I'll I take I did, it. I did I'll take it. <laughs> I was just about to say I, I I will agree though. It is a very unique take that way. Um, if there's certain things that happen on that island after the explosion. They can get to it throughout the season, um, but I do need these to be done uh, by or at least um, at the midseason finale. I don't think that much happened on the island after an explosion that we need a full season of flashbacks to the island. Um, so that's one thing that I'm going to be looking out for. Like I said, it all depends on how they do it. If they do it really creatively, I might, you know, change my mind on it. But for now, because I was really hoping to getting away from the flashbacks completely, um, I do, although, like how they're doing it with the aftermath of the uh, of the explosion. I'm trying to think of what else. What he's doing, I agree with Dane completely. Stephen Amell has grown on me as an actor, I do not hold Ninja Turtles against them. That was just uh, a shitty movie altogether. Um, I do like his angle with his son. I still need for his son to become an archer like his daddy. Uh, Don't fight me on that, Joel. Mm -hmm. Anyway. uh, (laughs) You can tell now, right? You know he's younger than you thought, right? You know it. He's a a lot younger than I thought. Yes, he is. (laughs) is. Yes, I will give you that. Um, For some reason on that season finale, he seemed like, he was able to drink. So I thought, he was a lot older than, yeah, I thought he was a lot older than he actually is. Um, like I said, I really loved it. I, I will say this, uh, Dan, because you brought up a really good point. You hope that they just stick with um, him coming out as the Green Arrow. I'll say this. What's very interesting is, and I know I'm digging too logically into a comic book show, but there is a thing in the law called double jeopardy. And Oliver has most definitely been charged for being the Green Arrow three times now. So you would think yeah, after really. he's been proven not to be Green Arrow three times now, they'd stop thinking he was the Green Arrow. Like, I, I don't know what else they would need. I mean, technically, the Quentin Lance, when he had that whole thing of Laurel dying and he had, like, this whole vendetta against Oliver, that was more so off the books. That wasn't, like, public Roy being the Green Arrows, what turned out to be public. That's why Roy had to leave. So I understand if you yeah. want to fight that. But there were two other times, once in season one and another time. Oh, oh, last season where um, yeah, like they tried to make him now. out to be. <laughs> right. It's like once every other season. Oh, is he the Green Arrow? No. Nope? Okay. All right. We forgot about it. <laughs> so I do need them to kind of <laughs> make – kind of stand out with this one, kind of make him – Realize instead of having to clock in and clock out with his two identities, just be a constant shift with both of them. Um, and it's going to be very, very uh, interesting, mainly because most of his villains already know who he is anyway. So it's not like he has to hide much. His life is kind yeah, of public big anyway. Did.
3: Yeah, it's
4: true. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting. Too, so, I mean, right. yeah, so just, I mean, there's not much he needs to hide. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, no, you're you're good. I, I was just I was just saying, like, you're right. A lot of the
4: main villains already know. Most of them know who he is.
3: Like, all the main villains. Like, all his, like, end bosses all know who he is. So, like, all the, it's just a minor one. But she, here's the dynamic for me. Um, this happened in the comic books. This did happen. He became mayor and then a, 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 a was out of his degree now, so it was a public identity. The only difference between this and the comic, really, is the fact that he met, his kid is older in the comic books than he is in it. Now he has a child, and if he's exposed as the Green Arrow and has a child he has to look after, that puts this child in danger. So there might be a point where he, this kid might not. Be oh, 13, yeah. And he might he might have to send his kid off to live with his mother's parents because of this. If he can't get people to believe that he's not the Green Arrow, because that's not safe for anybody that's that's close to him, to you know, because he's the Green Arrow. So I mean, that to me is something you have to look forward to uh, down the line, because that's just. It just it's logical. Like if he's exposed, his say his loved ones are gonna be in danger. It's just it. it's what it is. What it is. Hey,
2: well, that's Joelle, what makes. Jo-on. That's what makes. Well, I just wanted to say, guys, that we forgot a very important thing that happened in this episode. That we got a character What's... that people have been pining over to come back since season one, and finally they brought back Reza with Kathleen Gotti playing her. Do you guys even remember in the yeah. first season she was the maid? Uh, she was the maid that oh, Williams yeah. throughout the course. And same actress. I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? I was like, they got the same one. Now, cool for, 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 uh, you know, the concept of, uh, you know, yeah. uh, being canon and, and stuff. But uh, yeah, I just thought oh, right, God, right, right. Yeah. Guys off.
4: It Threw me
3: off yeah, no, I forgot. No, that, that, was, forgot. <laughs> that
2: was definitely
4: interesting. But the point I wanted to add to you, Joel, was if, the main villain of this season is working with Black Siren. Um, mm-hmm. they, he already has all the information he needs. He knows where to find Oliver for a majority of the day. If he's not at mm-hmm. City Hall, he's definitely in his lair. That somehow was very easy for them to get, to get into. Um, so, I mean, there's not much they can. Even if he says, I'm not the Green Arrow, I feel as though the main villain already knows he is. Even if this photo didn't come out, because if he's working with Black Siren, that is obvious that, you know, he has he's privy to right. that information. Um, I, I can not how
2: ridiculous it is that no one knows that he's that that, that that that's completely true. I mean, how many freaking cameras do we have in the actual world where you can't <laughs> be able to confirm the fact that he's freaking Oliver Queen with three reported now? No, two. That's right. Because the first one and this one. And then, I mean, multiple camera angles, what? They're just, like, not paying attention? Like, I know it's a complex show. I'm supposed to, like, suspend my disbelief, but I'm just saying that type of stuff is ridiculous. Continue. I no, I,
4: I agree with you, Dane. I'm trying to figure out how Oliver was that dumb to take his hood off and his mask off to where any camera <laughs> could have gotten him.
3: Like, they do wait, it all the time. Doing?
4: Yeah, but it's that's ridiculous. They're
2: in the middle of the street. The,
4: like the yeah, only person I could never time. see doing that is Batman. Like Batman would never be that careless. Or if he was, he'd make sure to doing? check every the combos, camera.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: But that's what I'm saying. So it didn't make sense because like you have a layer. So just wait till you get back to yeah. your light. Why are you? Why like, are you really? fully taking stuff off? Like I I don't do yeah. that. I understand what they're trying to do. So we're not going to try to add logic to it. But we're just saying like, come on. Come on. You got to know that cameras everywhere, man. I agree. agree.
2: Apparently that domino mask gets itchy as hell on your face, so he has to take it off. Apparently. I don't know.
3: Apparently. In the middle
2: of the road, how is every battle on Arrow either in a back alley with some steam coming out or in the middle of the damn road with no one around? That's what I would also like to know. Yeah.
3: And and why is it that he never wears the domino mask without the hood once in a while? Just took the hood down if you're getting hot. Like, why can't he wear? Yeah. It? He has to put the mask and the hood on at the same time. Like they can't be separate. the like, grease paint? Piss
2: off everyone. I mean, yeah. honestly,
3: yeah. <laughs> it's honestly, it's
2: all it takes is
4: one smart detective to not only figure out Oliver's the Green Arrow, but the same four people he goes with every day <laughs> are the rest of the Team Arrow. Like it's not gonna take. Here, here's, much. A that, here's a question. Here's a question. It's gonna take like a How few days.
2: How sketchy. How sketchy did Dinah and friggin' uh, Curtis look during the police graduation thing? How they're just walking yeah. around, uh, all weird, staring. Curtis is no, not even no, looking no. at him. He's like back behind, looking over his shoulder like, you guys look, <laughs> it's a bunch of cops. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I love, I love the show, but that type of stuff is hilarious to laugh at. True. That
4: is hilarious. True. We did forget one last, one last uh, good point before we move on. Um, Wild What's Dog it? has a new costume. I feel as though that went very under the radar. He has a new costume. It. it looks pretty badass. Oh, you did mention it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We didn't make a big, big enough deal about it. That's I did why. It. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. You, right. you did. You did mention it, though. But, um, I thought that was something that kind of went under the radar for a lot of people because mm-hmm. there was so much to take from in this episode. The costume mm-hmm. looks dope. Um, and I'm going on a, uh... I, I don't know. I don't know the word for it, but I'm going to make a an early season prediction that Wild Dog does not make it out of this season. No. I'm, why would you do? It? I'm why? getting that feeling. I'm getting that feeling. I'm getting that feeling. I'm getting that feeling. No, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. Feel I, don't that. Think, I don't feel Miller, that. I'm. I think yeah, he's, he's not going to make it, it out. Kind of. Yeah, I am hooked on that feeling. Kind of just the way that he was kind of not needed in this episode, and I know there's going to be a lot of episodes where certain members aren't needed, they kind of focus on others more than uh, more than some. But I, it kind of just made me step back and look at, like, oh, kind of the way how they introduced a the new costume and then that was it of his character of that episode, really. I kind of feel he as got though shot. he's going to have... No, no, but I'm saying... <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying I feel as though he's going to have a, a moment with his daughter. Um, And, you know, like, now that the the world knows who Green Arrow is, they're probably going to deduce who the rest of the team is. And I could see them mm-hmm. um, kidnapping, like, his daughter or something, and he lays his life down to protect them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, a scenario like that, I just feel as though he's going to have his coming-to-the-light moment, and it's going to be, be the end of him for this season.
3: Will you be disappointed if it doesn't happen?
4: No, of course not. This is just one of those weird things that that just popped into my brain. I don't want it to happen because I actually love the actor. Um, His name is Rick, I believe. I actually love the actor. Yeah,
3: Rick. So I
4: don't don't want it to happen. It was just a a, a feeling that I got that I wanted to share. But I I figured it was stupid, but I just wanted to put it out there.
3: No, I get it. It happens. Sometimes you get those feelings. Like, uh, I don't know who's going to make – someone's going to die probably at some point this season. I'm not sure who. Uh there's always Diggle. a good question as to D- Diggle might die? No. Uh, he's he's no, kinda what is no. Diggle?
2: Hey. <laughs> like, Let's, why is not turn true? him into cyborg, guys? Since since you got it something messed up in explosion they, they could, like, no, 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 just screw it. We'll make him Cyborg. It'll be fine. You know, you can put metal all over him and stuff like that. It'll be great. Right.
4: Be like a Terminator. Yeah, yeah and, it. yeah, I mean, why not? And since they've mentioned Bloodhaven, then you can bring in Nightwing. And then we could have the, the Titans
3: form
2: through
4: Arrow. Yeah, <laughs> we could have it formed through Arrow and have Slade come back. Uh, yeah, I mean, I not? can't wait for that
2: show to come out, though, by the way. I can't wait for Black Knight, Lightning, I and... and, and and Titans. Both of them are going to be pretty cool. I, I love Greg Berlanti, man. He makes great comic book shows. Fun.
3: He knows his know. shit. Yep.
2: Not too serious. The, the,
3: the Booster Gold movie, apparently, too. So he's attached to that.
4: Oh, yeah, that's With right. The Miz. That's right.
3: With yeah, The Miz. Well, we hope, right?
2: <laughs> the Miz. <laughs> I'd be down.
3: Anyway, I would also be down. Be so down. But you never know with these people, so don't want to do i wouldn't put all your well I should, on, I, should say,
2: I should i should say i should i should say for all of our sakes that you know it's not like we think that professional wrestlers just can play certain roles but there's certain wrestlers like the miz like cena who they're just good on the mic so usually they translate into good actors and work with the rock you know and i guess yeah batista to an extent um but yeah yeah that's, that's, good. that's how it works but Roman Reigns should not yeah. play fucking Lobo. Quick, get, get over it, guys. It's not going to happen. Brock Lesnar should not play Roman Reigns. I don't.
3: I don't know if he has the te- the, the chops, honestly. He I'm can't speak thing. on a
2: mic. He can't speak, a, you know, on a film. That's all I got to say. You know, it's yeah, it's exactly.
3: Different. I don't know if he has it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I get. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather
2: Enzo Amore in a stupid like comedy because I think he could oh do it God. over Roman Reigns playing in an action film. Honestly, I mean, he could and play Le- Lobo as duck. That's
4: what he could play. I mean, unless Lobos is like a Three Amigos and you bring in Seth and Dean, that could maybe help him do a good Lobos film. Three outside Amigos. Of that, outside of that, no. I could see no, Enzo playing uh,
3: the Amalgam version of Lobo with him and Howard the Duck. He could definitely pull that part off. I think.
2: Oh, Lobos. Absolutely. <laughs> Lobos <laughs> <and> the Duck. <laughs> that would be awesome. Enzo <laughs> Moore is actually Diamond Dallas Page's son, his long-lost son. A lot of people don't know uh, that. I
3: saw it they're both from Jersey. It makes sense. You got to put two and two yeah. together. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're, we're going we're gonna, way we're gonna off move topic. On. We're going to move on now before we go crazy. Um, we're going to move on to Gotham. Gotham, people. Gotham. So Gotham happened la- last night. I think it was the last night, right? Yeah, Gotham seat, Gotham seat episode four, I believe. And, um, yeah, so it, we're getting to see more of little Bruce Wayne. Uh, he's learning the ropes on the fly. And uh it, it took off from where it kinda ended last week. Uh he bought the dagger, took it to some some dude um to check it out and his and his little grandson I believe. So they went, and they took they checked it out, they kept it and obviously this is a knife that uh Raisha is looking for. So Gould is out there and his men are looking out there and eventually he does get his hand on the knife and he kills the old dude and uh I think the kid takes it before uh, because obviously they they kill off the the, the old dude before, the, and they don't find the kid. And the kid, I think, had the knife. So he takes the knife. Uh, obviously, Gordon is looking into it with this new detective. I don't know. Did they ever mention her name? She's new, right? Because I don't remember that new detective. He had more uh, speaking role than I expected.
4: Yeah. No. no they I'm didn't. Sure. They didn't necessarily mention the name. No. But I'm fine. I fine don't think
3: they her, did. Though. No. Yeah, she was fine. I just I just didn't know. She just I came out of nowhere. <laughs> well, I was cool with it. Whatever. Um Well they so that I think happened. I think
4: they did that. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was saying I think they go did ahead. that to kinda of explain why uh Bullock wouldn't be there for however many episodes he's not gonna be there for.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
4: Alright, that makes sense then.
3: Alright, I didn't even know that they were doing that for what I I guess this happened during that time where he he probably was taking some time off. I guess. Alright, we'll go right. from there then. And that makes sense. All right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. It's a good point. Um, anyway, uh, Edward Nigma is out there, uh, going nuts because he can't come up with good riddles anymore. He just lost it. Him and Penguin get into it. They they run into each other again. And we saw Mr. Freeze again, who was again, being, uh, again, it feels like he's being treated as a lackey. And that's the one thing I want changed. I want to see more of Mr. Freeze. than that is Penguin's, Blackie, you know what, I, it's just that's just one thing about it i i, I don't mind it happening and i kind of wish he had the, the 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 helmet completely covering his head instead of just half of it it's a little nitpick because the suit looks pretty cool he looks pretty damn cool so i i expect to hopefully see more of a mr freeze in the future and uh, uh more character progression because as of right now he's just a side type you know he deserves better anyway um that happens with them, and then we see more of Barbara and Raish, and then uh, they confront Barbara because she wanted a knife, and she's working with she won't say who, but we know we already know who. Um, I need a little more help with the rest of the episode. I'm kind of I'm kind of getting my episodes you. mixed in. Yeah, help me out with that.
4: Yeah, um, so Bruce brought. Uh... This this old guy and his grandson, uh, the dagger that he uh, yeah, got, got from the part. auction. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, uh, Ra- You already said Ra's al Ghul killed him, right?
3: Yeah, I did that. That was the first part. Uh,
4: it's the ending. Ra's I forgot the ending. I forgot what happened. Oh, the ending of it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Ra's al Ghul, um tells Bruce and, and Gordon to give him the knife, or he's going right. to slit the kid's throat. And Bruce right, Bruce right, pulls right, right, the right. ultimate fucking Batman move and tells him, Nope, nope, his life isn't more important than, than the lives that will be affected <laughs> if Race gets this <laughs> this dagger. And Ray slicks yeah. the kid's throat and kills him. It's yeah, very rare crazy. you see it's very rare you see on shows like this kids dying, especially that violently. Um, yeah, so yeah. I thought that was huge for Gotham. Um, but I don't want to yep. take this from you. I just wanted to, to add in that ending. Um, so no, now I we have Bruce, now we have Bruce shouldering this kid's death. Um, he's completely yeah. taking it on himself that he's the reason why the kid didn't die. Uh, that's just and the premise of, of, of pretty much how it ended. Um, it, it also we also got a scene between Enigma uh, and Penguin. I think you mentioned this already, where Penguin said yeah, instead dude. of refreezing you, instead of refreezing yeah. you, I'm yeah, kind of yeah. just gonna go let you be a broken guy. So that's gonna be interesting to see the Riddler rebuild yep. himself. From uh, the broken person that he is now, but yeah, that's that's how broken, it ended. broken
3: time. Enigma. Yeah, yeah, no, broken you're right. Yeah, he did that, broken Enigma. That's basically what's happening now because he's got to recover and he wants and wants to let him suffer instead of freezing him. So uh, it makes sense for me there. But yeah, yo, he killed that kid. I forgot all about. I guess I was in shock still from that scene because I remember it happening and I'm like, what? Wow, I just I don't believe they just they didn't really show it but they did it off screen. It was like an off screen kill and they show him hit the floor. And you're like, wow. And he's, he lets himself get arrested. He lets himself get arrested. And now Bruce didn't exactly say <laughs> like, like your life is not more important. He didn't really, not, that's not, those weren't his exact words, but yes, he technically is responsible for the boy losing his life. So yeah, I can imagine him going through some, this is, this is what I mean. This is him learning. Uh, like, Becoming the man that we know in the future And I love seeing stuff like that Now it sucks that the kid died But wow, talk about a lesson learned Like honestly, that's crazy Uh, Dane, what did you feel about the episode?
2: Well, I I have to say I mean, the one thing I do love about that aspect Is the darker Bruce gets The sharper Bruce gets And the more zoned in He is on being a better vigilante And this is going to be the first rumbling of it And I like that Gotham I wish that they figured out a way to balance their tone better, but I like that they'll take a tone of, like, you know, you have all this type of stuff, this camaraderie at Gotham PD and, and the cops joking and stuff like that, and then you can have something like that. Or, like, when, um, oh man, I forgot what her name is, the uh, the lady with the whip, uh, Tabitha. When Tabitha... Tabitha, yeah. She, the, guy was, the guy was sniping on the roof in that one episode, and she came up and just dug her heel through his throat while he was sitting mm-hmm. that way like they they, <laughs> yeah. they push the envelope for a television show on network television let me just say that uh but i do, do love dude david is becoming a damn good actor and i love Lil wayne i think that he is you know <laughs> doing really well uh, uh i love catwoman i love the uh i love the whole show i love the dynamic and i just i liked that in the last episode how they set up you know the uh, daughter uh of uh the the mob boss, uh, who's absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah. she was yeah, on Team uh, Wolf, uh,
3: Falcone's daughter,
2: uh, Falcone's daughter, uh, you know, to be involved obviously with this whole entire aspect. I love, I love yep, that. I can't <laughs> Remember everything. Um, yeah, I forgot her name too. Uh, I can't, I, she, she, I think she becomes like a, a personal assassin or she is an assassin in the complex, something like that. Um, but I, I just love that, uh, you know, they, they have so many layers and, uh, it's a good show. It's a fun show. Um, but I completely agree with you, and it's the same thing I thought. Nathan Darrow, who played um, – he was on House of Cards. He was the president's uh, – I forgot what he – what was the name of his uh, character. But – oh, Meacham. That's right. Meacham from House of Cards. Uh, the president's, like, main guy from his – whatever the president's uh, cops are. I forgot what the, the – oh, man. Secret
3: Service? No, what? something like that.
2: Yes, yes. I forget what of the Secret too. Service. Secret well, Service. But he was so good on the show and so compelling. And when he was playing Mr. Beast, like what I love about this show is that they take certain different versions of the characters and present them on the Mm -hmm. show. Like, you know, and this one obviously is very much the the animated series origin. And I wish that they would utilize him a little bit better than just a lackey. You know, he's intelligent. He doesn't need any of these guys. Uh, But I'm sure we'll get more into it. And something will happen with the penguin where he says, screw this and leaves. I hope he doesn't just stick mm. around Firefly because she has fire. Like, I, I don't like that aspect. <laughs> One thing I'm really looking forward uh, to I is the ladies, goes. the the four of them coming together and tearing crap up. And Rajagul, man, or Rajagul, whatever you, whatever, however you pronounce it, tomato tomato. Right. tomato. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that he is such a great villain, and I think this actor is going to do a great job with him. I already really like it and it just he's gonna take he's gonna take Bruce on a journey, man, and make Bruce what he is. And I mean, honestly, in the comic books, even though he was like I think in his late thirties, early forties, in the in the movies for, for Nolan's movies, he was obviously in his early thirties, transitioning and stuff like that. Whenever Ra's al Ghul meets Bruce, he puts him through hell, but Bruce becomes a stronger person, a stronger will person, a more mm-hmm. intelligent thinker at the end of the journey. So I'm hoping that's what he causes. I'm hoping at one point he takes him under his whim and actually starts teaching him stuff. I know that there has to be a payoff where Bruce and him do not see eye to eye, but, you know, I think that if we want to pretend that outside of Alfred that Bruce can become this, you know, efficient fighter, that maybe Rajagul needs to be involved with that somehow. I don't know how it's redeeming now after what happened. I'm just saying
0: there has to be some type of
2: aspect You know, they could figure it out, but I love Gotham, man. This episode was great. Um, Like I said, since they can go from one dynamic to the other, I wish they would figure out a way to balance their tone better, but it's still a really, really fun show, and I love all the DC shows, man. I really do. I hope they all do well.
3: Yeah. It's a dark show, but it's also a light show at the same time because it has some campy elements to it. Like there was people rapping in the last last episode. It It was so weird but but it's also dark like they slit a kid's throat in this episode so it does so many different things it's just it's it got so much better since the first season and i know a lot of people don't like it because it, there is no real batman in it i get that uh but this is proto batman this is him learning and you're right it's right now it's really hard to say that ra's al is not really a redeemable character especially not at the moment i think if he, i think what happened yesterday was an example of how he will learn things though like, he learned the lesson the hard way yesterday with, uh, with the, the, the deciding to let the kid – pretty much the letting the kid die, not realizing he was going to die. And it's, now it's on his conscience. And this is a learning lesson for him. And this is going to be something Bruce is going to have to deal with the rest of the season. And I can't wait to see what other ways that he does it because Rachel al is going to be a mainstay probably the rest of the season in some capacity. So, I'm excited. I mean, that's really cool. Like, next week I know we're getting – um. Uh, Butch, what's his name right now? Uh, he's going to be Solomon Grundy. I can't Solomon wait. Solomon yeah, Grundy, going on a Monday. Doing. Right. I can't wait to see what they do with that and, like, in what capacity Solomon Grundy. How they, is it going to be a smart Grundy or stupid? I mean, there's different versions of Grundy. Like, when he comes back, he comes back a little. Like, his his, his intelligence changes depending on, like, when, he, when he's revived. So, I'm not really sure in what capacity, like, what he's going to look like and what version of it we're going to get. But we're going to get it. And I'm excited for it. So, yeah, Gotham is, one of the better shows on TV. And it has a good budget. Obviously, there's a budget. They know how to use the, their budget and they do it and they use it well because their sets that look um, on point for the most part, honestly. I'm just it's saying. like
2: the animated series um, and Tim Burton's world combined visually. Like, it's amazing yes. how they studied different ways that the that city has been approached. Uh, I, I think it's incredible. One thing I have to say is I can't wait until the end of these two seasons. We can have the conversation who is. Who would win the fight between Richard Dragon or Rajah Ghul from Gotham? Because I think that both of them are going to be strong mm. martial arts, intelligent figures, villains. And I already—it's—it's it's nothing against Noble. I think that he was a good Rajah Ghul, but I think this is going to be a better interpretation, even more maybe than Liam Neeson. At least, at least stronger to the comics. Um, yeah. He just has the look of the actor have... himself. Great actor,
3: right? Right, you're right, and I, I always have the animated version in my head from the animated series because so that's to me the definitive. Just like the Joker, that's the definitive Ra's al goal for me. And uh, the closest I think was probably Liam Neeson's version, but this guy can maybe rival it because right now he's a little looser and, like he has a younger feel to him. This this Ra's al goal. I don't know the way he plays it at least. Joan, what did you feel? Absolutely, uh, because we didn't really get much from you, Joan.
4: Um. Yeah. No. I I completely agree. Uh, One thing Gotham does better than uh, most of these superhero shows are they consistently and very well, uh, and they do it very well, they're able to tell multiple stories inside of one story. Um, And I know that sounds weird, but if you pay attention to it, we're able to dig deep into Jim's life and who Jim is, who the Penguin is, who Bruce is, who Alfred is, who Selena is. Um, and it all kind of connects, and it meshes so well. Like, it doesn't focus on one person too much. Um, Mm -hmm. So the way they're able to do that, and then the fact that we didn't even see Selena this entire episode, the next episode we might see nothing but Selena. You know what I'm saying? So they're able to balance this so, so well, and I have to give them credit for that. They're one of the best um, out of the shows right now uh, doing that, the way they can tell multiple stories. Uh, unlike you know, because like with Arrow, it's a story just about Oliver, and then everyone else inside of Oliver's life. Gotham is a, is a story about Gotham, <laughs> and that's why you get yeah you get some of Jim, yeah. you get some of Bruce, you get some of you know, right. Selena. So right. that's what kind of makes that show super unique and and what it's able to do. That there isn't just one one main focus. We think it's Jim, but we have to remember. Mm-hmm. The first episode, we didn't only just see Jim. We saw Jim. We saw Selina. We mm-hmm. saw Bruce. You know, we so saw the all one. these characters. Penguin. So it's not one main character is focusing yeah. on. The yeah. focus is the that's city. That's a good point. So I think that yep. that's very unique that Gotham's able to do that and do it so well. Um, I love Bruce. I love the decision that he had to make. Um, I think what he was thinking about while doing that was, what if he gives them the dagger and he still kills the kid? So now you lost the dagger and you lost the kid. Um, So he made a very split decision. He made a very split decision. You know what it reminded me of? Um, We were talking about this animated movie not too long ago. Uh, It wasn't Crisis on Two Earths. What was it? Uh, That Justice League movie where there were uh, alternate. It was an alternate Justice League, but they were evil.
3: Crisis on Two uh, Crisis on Two Earths.
4: Crisis on Two Earths. Crisis on Two Earths, yes. Um so the point I was making was at the end where Batman needed someone fast enough to open that portal so he could go find uh Owlman instead of Barry uh-huh. doing it he had the he had the evil flash do it and then once Batman came back the uh the evil flash kind of went you knew that this would happen if someone were to run this fast and Batman kind of was like yeah but I wasn't going to risk Flash's life, so I risked your life. So it's it's like Batman does make hard decisions like that, and it was very interesting to see Bruce do something like that at a very early on stage of him starting to become, you know, starting to to create the the persona of a Batman, where you're going to have to completely shield all those feelings to get the job done. So that's going to be very interesting to see... How dark he becomes going forward, the harder he mm-hmm. learns uh, this life is going to be. So, you know, that's very interesting. I loved it. And I also loved when they showed this, uh, what to look forward to next week, how uh, they showed yeah. uh, a huge portion of the trailer, and then it ended, then it came back with Butch as Grundy. Yeah,
3: I thought that yeah. was very
4: interesting, because it was like, oh, wait, hold on, here's a surprise. And we were just like, oh wow, man, that's gonna be crazy to see how they kind of work that in, and how looks, that chick is gonna feel when when he gets back.
3: Tabitha, yeah, like I saw
4: the Tabitha, ending. I yeah. saw. I just I just
3: saw it as you were talking because I was like, I want. I, I remember hearing about Grundy being at the end of it, and I'm like, I gotta see where that. what what? Next week's episode looks really good, by the way. <laughs> and then it ends literally with uh, Butch's eyes, and he looks like it's all white. Like not his eyes, but like his face. Yes. And then it goes to it says Gotham, and then it comes, uh, and you see like the night sky, and you see Grundy walk into the to the scene, and it's like you only see the mm-hmm. back of him, but he has white hair and he has the jacket, and I'm like, oh my god, he looks almost exactly like Grundy. Yeah. I, it, yelling, oh, I don't know how it's gonna look.
4: It looks good. Listen, <laughs> looks I have really to good. give Gotham a lot of credit. You said it before, so I'm only just furthering the sentiment you made. Um, whatever their budget is for special effects and stuff like that, because they use it so, uh, you know, so here and there, you know, they don't use it every episode, kind of like the flash does. Um, so they're able to spread that budget out. But when they do use it, man, are they spot on with how yep. it looks. Like it doesn't look, you know, crappy or trashy at all. So, you know, right. I'm expecting Grundy to look is is accurate as possible. Uh, now, obviously, he doesn't have to be a dead-on to Grundy, but I'm looking for mm. as accurate of a portrayal as Grundy as we could possibly get.
2: Close yeah, her, it's, bro. it's a pretty, pretty, pretty damn good show. Um, it's funny because it had a big turnaround. I do need to go back, honestly, because I've gotten this... I've gotten people comparing uh, Gotham and how it had a recharge... Uh, two. I'm gonna say it. Agent of Shield, and I haven't checked that show out since the second season, and I barely gave it a, a shot because I hated the first season. Um, but you know, maybe a television show through, uh, you know, getting further on and stuff like that, having different development teams, maybe they can get better, and maybe I should just check it out and watch it. Probably not, but I heard Ghost Rider was cool. Maybe we could just do a show with Ghost Rider. And uh,
3: it was. It was. I don't know. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. it. Uh, And maybe when Inhumans ends, we'll talk about
2: Inhumans. Oh, God. I'd have to actually watch that, Joel. But anyways, Uh, I think that's a good show. I got Uh, to finish it. (laughs) uh, Me too. That's the thing. It's like I got to start it at some point, but I want to finish it too. That's the bad part. It's (laughs) kind of like made the Supergirl this season. It's like... All right, come on, we got this, Supergirl will be good, I promise, you know, I mean, a show with, with Supergirl, Superman, and friggin' Martian Manhunter can't be bad, anyway, right. either way, it's been fun talking to you guys, like we do, about television shows, and uh, keep on tuning in every week uh, to hear us talk TV on Fridays, uh, I want to thank first our, our, our good captain, uh, Mr. Juwan, Joan, as you sit on your ship, how do you feel tonight?
4: Uh, I enjoyed the show. It hey, doesn't we had matter, really matter how you feel show. tonight, Jambroni. I should have known. Oh. I should have goddamn knew it. <laughs> I should have knew it. It was too good of a setup. <laughs> ouch, ouch.
2: I'm just kidding, buddy. If you, got, if you want to plug anything or say anything, I'm not going to interrupt you this time, I promise. Um,
4: no, the only plug I <laughs> guess I'd, I'd put out there is we do have our show this Sunday. Uh, it's no longer Saturday. It is this Sunday yeah, yeah. at 8 p.m., Geek Vibes Live. Tune in as we break down all geek movie news uh, of the week. And trust me, there's a lot, especially this Punisher talk, that we need
2: to get to. So don't miss out on it.
4: Oh, this.
3: boy.
2: You heard them, folks. Remember, Sunday nights, 8 o'clock until 10 o'clock. It'll be a good time. And, of course, your wonderful host that led all through every episode pretty accurately uh, much better than I could, uh, due to certain uh, style of abuse that I put. Was... Anyways, uh, Joel, thank you so much. <laughs> have a wonderful evening. And uh, do you have anything to say for the uh, little kiddos out there?
3: And I appreciate you guys bearing with me during my moments of uh, interruption. Uh, and uh, thank you. Um, I, I want to say I want to plug um, uh, uh, Full Court Press. Full Court Press is on Thursday nights. Uh, we missed last week or this week, but technically. We'll be back on it. 100% next week. So we'll be back on at 9 o'clock. So be there at 9 o'clock. Full-color play is definitely going to happen next week. Obviously, Geek by the by- is on Sunday night at 8. Uh, we also uh, – I feel like I'm missing something.
4: Oh, Maybe oh, I'm yes. wrong. oh yeah. Since, we have an interview. We have an interview. Since Yes, we did just have an interview, and we do have an interview coming up. We'll mention that Sunday, though. But since we're talking okay, okay. about TV shows tonight – Um, Join our YouTube page, Geek Vibes. Uh, Just type in Geek Vibes Nation. We'll pop right up. Uh, Jonesy does a really great job uh, reviewing The Flash, Legend, Gotham, and Arrow. So make sure you check check it it out. out. Her videos right now are like 2,000 plus, and she has like 30 30 to 100 likes on each of her videos. So you guys are missing out on a
3: really good YouTube
4: show. Um, So make sure Mm -hmm. you go check it out. Uh, It's called The Watchtower. Um, and it is hilarious. It's very informative, so make sure you guys go check it out. She usually tries to post these um, by the end of the week, if not the day after they air. So just bear with her, but she always gets it posted. Uh, like I said, it's called The Watchtower, Geek Vibes Nation on YouTube. Check it out, guys.
2: Word. Well, you've heard it here. Check everything out, you know, like Jonesy and The Watchtower on YouTube. Uh, we have lots of amazing stuff that we're doing, guys. We've got lots of great shows for you coming up, you know, great interviews, and just keep it rolling. You know, obviously, Geek Byte Nation on Facebook. Uh, you know, message us. Let us know how you like things, uh, something you'd like to see you know all of us will talk to you pretty nicely except for me if i don't have my coffee uh but i'll i'll do something i promise you and all obviously That's we cool said all cool. of our shows wrestling Eats alliance obviously on wednesday oh, and then us in full court Breasts are going to be switching next month so we'll, we'll <laughs> remind you about that yeah. but if you want to listen about yeah. wrestling basketball movies television we got it all all right and hit us up on instagram and twitter yeah. you guys have a good night out there and you know Listen to this wonderful. Hey, this is Maggie
3: Gia, otherwise known as Poison Ivy on Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live.
2: Have a good night, everyone. Happy Friday.
3: Happy Friday.